1: TV I Say with Ashley Ray another episode another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray another episode another episode of TV I
0: Say with Ashley Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind the scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love Usually, right? Usually every week we come together, we talk to someone, an actor, maybe, maybe writers, and we have them talk about the shows they love, the shows they're working on, the shows they have coming out. And guess what, everyone? This is our first episode we've recorded uh, post-SAG strike. Uh, So, you know, our last episode, we got to talk about the Emmys, talk about so many wonderful things, because we recorded it the day before SAG decided to strike. And now we're on the other side. We are, I think, I think two weeks into it. Uh, by the time you'll be hearing this, uh, for the SAG strike, and then we still have WGA on strike. So it is a hot dual strike summer. And I am sure a lot of you are wondering, Ashley, you have a podcast about television. What are you gonna do if your guests can't talk about television? Uh, you see, there are a lot of rules when it comes to the SAG strike. The WGA strike, of course, had a lot of rules too. With SAG, it is a little more blurry. So actors are not allowed to promote projects they have worked on in the past or in the present. Uh, so as much as you know, we we typically get a lot of guests who come on and want to talk about their current things, and we love to talk about the shows that inspire them. Uh, but they aren't allowed to do that. There is. A little bit of a gray area around whether or not our actors can talk about TV shows they enjoy from the past that are no longer airing. Uh, But basically, SAG does not want anyone to promote uh, or discuss shows on social media, on their podcasts, uh, anything that could basically be seen as promotion. And that is not just for actors, uh, but also for fans and for influencers. Uh, and anyone who thinks, you know, maybe someday I might end up in SAG, so that also goes for people like me, uh, where I fall in that that category of, you know, I, I act, I do stand up, uh, and I also cannot promote a lot of the shows that I, you know, have worked on, that things that I've done. So to that extent, it does get a little confusing. <laughs> Uh, and I think this is why we saw so many influencers uh, online who who were asking so many, so many questions. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Francesca Ramsey, who has been giving us so much information and guidance on this uh, on TikTok and Twitter and has been just the best at helping me understand what I can talk about, what I can't talk about. Uh, and, you know, obviously all of us here support SAG. So we want to follow these rules, uh, but it is a little tricky. So there were people who, you know, said, hey. I am not really an influencer, but I am a TV critic, and I also, say, have my own newsletter where I talk about shows that I want people to watch. What falls in line there? Uh, And it's something like, you know, if you're a journalist doing criticism, of course you're still allowed to do your job, because uh, criticism and TV media, those types of pieces that, like, really get into the discourse uh, aren't promotional, right? (laughs) Uh, Otherwise there wouldn't be TV or movie reviews. Uh, So, you know, there isn't an inherent promotional aspect to that. So you as a journalist can write that. But say you're an influencer on TikTok, and you're a big fan of a new show that just had a new season premiere, and you like to do recaps, or you like to, you know, just tell people to watch every week, as I do with many things, that would be promotional. And so that's where you aren't really doing the job of a journalist because you're a fan, obviously. So that's a good way to kind of figure it out for yourself if you're like, hey, can I post this? Is this okay? You know, is it something that a fan would say or is it coming from a critical journalistic standpoint? You know, so... Obviously, not every show that I talk about on this podcast uh, is focused on getting you to watch it. We do obviously criticize a lot of shows here. <laughs> uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is a podcast that celebrates all television. So even when we talk about a show and maybe an issue or something we have with it, at the end of the day, the point of this show is to get you to love and appreciate television and all of its forms uh, and in the difficulties it takes to make that that television from behind the scenes, from directors, from writers to actors. So could I find some gray area loopholes to get your favorite actors on here and to get them to talk around the shows they were in, to talk about shows they like? Yeah, if you want to find a loophole in this strike, you can find a loophole. But that's not what we're doing here, okay? Because we support SAG, we support WGA, And we know we're going to win. Okay, we're going to win this thing. I mean, come on. we got the actors on our side now. There's no way they're going to let hot, attractive actors like strike in the sun for as long as they're letting us writers do it. (laughs) That's just impossible. It's not happening. (laughs) So we're going to just keep supporting SAG. Uh, We will be having a shift, you know, in in the type of guests you see us having and the conversations we have. We will still be celebrating television. That we can talk about. Uh, On the other side of things, SAG did put out a wonderful guideline of things you can still do and can still talk about. Uh, So, TV shows that are international or not covered by the AMPTP, uh, those can still be talked about. Reality television, we can still talk about it, baby. And you know, I love to talk about reality TV with all my favorite actors and comedians. So, really, we don't need to worry. We don't need to be worried on on this side of things, because we have plenty of TV we can still celebrate, plenty of things we can still talk about. We can still talk about podcasts, other projects they're working on. Uh, We are also still able to talk about shows that are covered by the Animation Guild. So, you know you can figure this out. I know there are a lot of influencers, a lot of people online who feel like the SAG guidelines are a little too strict uh, and make it difficult for people who want to just enjoy and support TV to do that. Uh, But hey, you know what? That's the point of a strike. It is to be disruptive. Uh, That's that's the whole point, right? (laughs) It has to disrupt things. It has to be noticeable. And we want Hollywood to notice that without the fans who support these actors, without the influencers who are moved by these pieces or who, you know, are, are driven to write detailed breakdowns of acting scenes, uh, you know, just in their free time, half the time not even getting paid to make TikToks about it. Removing that from the system shows Hollywood the sort of impact that SAG has. Uh, so I am happy to help, uh, to to do my part, and I hope you are too. So you know, this episode we have Punky Johnson joining us, and well, hey, you know Punky from well a lot of shows that we can't mention. I don't even need to. You know how to, how the internet works. Also, like you know these people. But today we have Punky and Punky's going to talk about her new podcast. You see, you see how we do when we can't do, we pivot. Okay. Now you get the benefit of getting to see Punky Johnson on tour this summer, working on her new hour. And she has an amazing, hilarious podcast coming out that we're going to talk about. So, you know, yeah, you're not going to feel like anything has changed around here. We're still going to be laughing. We're going to be having a good time. And we're going to be talking about all the shows you love. Maybe just more of them are going to be shows you watch on TLC or Bravo. (laughs) Uh, Which, honestly, is that any different? Probably not. (laughs) Uh, I will give you a brief watch list this week. You know, like I said, on our watch list going forward through the strike, I am going to be highlighting shows that are not Struck Productions, going to be focusing a lot on reality TV uh, and international shows, documentaries that I think are really, really amazing. So number one on that list. Ooh, guys, I can't. This is the hit of the summer for me my strange addiction still addicted. It debuted last Wednesday, my strange addiction. Yes, it is back 10 years later. And they, they have new addictions. They are checking in on old addictions. It is the best thing in the world. So our debut episode focuses on a woman who eats toilet paper. And she doesn't just like eat toilet paper. She marinades the toilet paper, according to her. She she takes the toilet paper and strips and she like puts it between dryer sheets and then she'll put some laundry detergent for flavoring and she lets it sit like that for a few days and then she eats the toilet paper so that it tastes like detergent and she goes to the doctor cuz that that's a big part of the show they take they're like okay you have this you know obsession let's see if it's healthy for you and the doctor is like girl no (laughs) she's just like no you gotta stop doing this and the girl is just like so you're saying that like i can't have children that i might die if i don't stop eating toilet paper and the doctor's just like yeah and she's like well i'm not gonna stop so she doesn't come through to the other side of her addiction sadly uh but we do check in with an old addiction and that is a guy who you may remember as being married to his car his car chase which, good name for a car, frankly, if you're going to fall in love with a car. Why not? Why not name it Chase? Um, but it is about a man who falls in love with his car. And uh, we find out in this 10-year update that that car was involved in an accident and was totaled. And he no longer has it. Uh, but do not worry, because he did make a bed out of some of the car parts. Uh, and then he created a like blanket that is a photo collage of him and Chase, the car. Uh, And he's like, these are just some cute pictures of us together, you know, and it's like literally pictures of him like just sitting in front of this car. And then he's like, these are pictures of him taking a bath and it's the car being washed and it's just like on this blanket. (laughs) I cannot wait for more episodes of this show. I I know they're bringing back the couple who drinks their own pee like they're bringing back. Oh, this was in the episode. uh, There was a woman who was obsessed with eating cat hair who we met 10 years ago Uh, And don't worry, in the 10 years since, she's just eating more cat hair. She just is eating more of it. (laughs) If you look at your own life and you feel a little stagnant and like things haven't changed for you, just keep in mind, you're probably doing better than the woman who's like, oh, I'm having a wonderful decade. I went from eating the hair of one cat to seven. After that on the list... Guess what is back, baby? Below Deck Down Under. Yes, our hottest Below Deck captain is back. Thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. I, look, this was the best season of Below Deck Sailing Out, and yes, we will talk about that reunion. We will talk about it. Uh, But Below Deck Down Under is back, and from the very first episode of this season, we're pretty much getting right into the drama. We have, like, the worst Guests on the boat who, you know, we all know the number one rule of below deck sailing yacht. Uh, You don't, or any below deck, we all know the main rule. You don't swim at night. <laughs> you cannot get in the water at night without like the crew there. It's a whole thing. And of course, the first guests that they get on below deck down under are just like, we are jumping in the water. We don't care. We're drunk. We want to fight. And it is just instant drama because obviously this like hot Australian captain, he does not play that. He is just like, we'll end the trip right now. Mate, I'll go right back into the to the binny. I am gonna just make that up as a thing Australians call a doc. <laughs> He's like, we're going we'll, well, I'll end the talk right now, and it's amazing. Like I I felt like it took sailing out so much time to get going. By the time we were like, what is up with Gary and Colin and Daisy? It was the end of the season, and I feel like with below down under, we're we're getting right into the drama. Uh, after that, we have last call. Uh, Last Call, it's a documentary series that's been airing on HBO. We're two episodes in. It's a four-part series. Uh, And it is about a serial killer who stalked New York uh, killing homosexual men. It's basically, it's set, I believe, in like the early 90s. Uh, One of the murders is in 93, yeah. And he does these murders over the course of like several years. Uh, And it basically shows you how the cops were so incompetent and just homophobic and did nothing to really help these people or to solve the crime because they truly just did not believe these victims mattered. I think the saddest part is how even these families still suffer from the homophobia. You see, like, some cousins of the people who are deceased being like, well, no, he was never gay. He, was, he wasn't gay. He wasn't gay. Even though there's so much evidence that he was. But still, as a family, they cannot be open and accept the truth of their their relative and how they lived. So it's an incredibly well-done documentary. It is based on a book that also went into the serial killer and the subject. So that gives them just some really, really great just like firsthand accounts from family relatives from this, you know, book that put together all these resources. Uh, It is probably my favorite documentary of the summer so far. Uh, I've just been blown away by the emotional depth. Uh, And I think when we look at true crime today, which I think is... Justifiably getting a lot of slack, (laughs) you know. I I think obviously the true crime genre has a lot of issues. How we navigate true crime has issues. So often it is used to be propaganda to celebrate the police. This isn't doing that. Uh, So often true crime is used to celebrate uh, serial killers or these horrible people. And Last Call is also not focused on doing that. It is truly focused on the victims and their stories and. I think that is true crime at its best when it is giving a voice to victims who are voiceless and were voiceless in their death. And so, hey, I think it's a great documentary. I know you probably don't want to watch any more true crime stuff. There's so much true crime. But I would say this is very different. And it's it's probably, I think, the standard of like what true crime should be moving forward. Uh, so, hey, there you go. <laughs> after that we have dark side of the 2000s because vice is uh just basically trying to make me feel old (laughs) they we had dark side of the 90s fair enough fair enough now we have dark side of the 2000s okay buddy like uh i don't know i don't know about this i was 10 what are we talking about uh Like, you guys don't remember this stuff. It just happened, actually. But it it actually, the first episode was pretty uh, enlightening. I did enjoy it. So Dark Side of the 2000s, as it does sound like I love the 80s, I love the 90s. Uh, but each episode focuses on one topic versus sort of the overall year of a decade. So the first episode was about John and Kate plus eight, John and Kate Gosselin, uh, which is a show I never really watched. I never cared about that. I, I truly just have never understood the interest in families that have a lot of kids. I just never saw why that was interesting to people as a TV subject. Maybe it's because I grew up in a house with a lot of kids, uh, but it never pulled me in. So I wasn't aware of the level of drama involved with John and Kate plus eight and Kate Goslin and her children and the father getting custody and Kate Goslin being abusive and basically sending one of her sons to like a mental institution. So, hey. Definitely dark. (laughs) Definitely got into some dark sides in that episode. And I am excited for the rest of it, even though I am not old. I'm so young. I'm so young. (laughs) Oh no. Why can we do dark side of the eighties? Like, do that one first. Like, what even happened in the 80s? I don't know. I wasn't alive because I'm so young. Uh, anyway. (laughs) And we also have Dark Side of the Ring, which is still going. I have been enjoying these these past few episodes. Uh, obviously I loved the episode on Abdullah the Butcher, uh, as a Bruiser Brody fan, I obviously am a big fan of Abdullah. Um, I will say I wasn't aware of the darker aspects of his later career, uh, and how he, you know, had to basically retire because from cutting himself and others for so long, he had like given himself this very, uh, rare strain of hepatitis C that he passed to another wrestler, uh, and that ruined that wrestler's chances of getting into WWE, I had no idea about any of that drama. So really good episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I think the best ones are when you actually learn something new because <laughs> a lot of them are just kind of like, yeah, I knew the junkyard dog got addicted to drugs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that's how that story goes. So that's your watch list, and we will be right back with Punky Johnson.
1: NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the
0: same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com/partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Who is a SAG member because you know her from a lot of things you've probably watched that you love. That, again, we will not be mentioning. Can't say it. But, (laughs) can't say it. And we don't need to say it. Like, your your name is in the streets. They know. They know. All I need to say is, Punky, you know what's up. Okay, but today we are talking about something I'm so, so excited about. And that's your new podcast, Love Thing. Yes! Welcome to TV Club. Thank you for joining me. I am so excited about this podcast. It is with Kevin Hart's production company. Uh, and serious, I believe. And it is you and a friend giving people the relationship advice they need. I don't know if they need it. <laughs> but <laughs> Let they me get tell you. it. They need it. They need it. It's a mess out here in the streets right now. Like, how did you come up with this idea? Were you seeing that everyone is struggling?
1: No, I was struggling. <laughs> it's a way for me to flush out what I got going on. It's, you know, at the end of the day, first of all, number one, I talk too much. Let's just put it to you like that. (laughs) That's what a podcast is. It's all about talking, communicating, being verbal. That's what it's about. I talk too much. I talk too fast. So my team was like, yeah, you're going to need a podcast because you obviously got a lot to say." Then after that, it was just a basis of what it's going to be about. And most of my comedy is about my love life. So I'm like, let's make it all about love lives. So we did that. And the reason why is that is because I was in a relationship for 20 years, a marriage for seven years, and I feel like it failed so miserably that I have all the tools you need <laughs> to do the opposite of what I did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to ask you about some, I thought we could go through some of the, the dating advice that has been going viral recently. There's been a lot of drama and I, I want your take on it. Cause I think yeah. the kids need help out here. Yeah. Okay. it. it So I don't know if you saw, uh, last week, someone, a guy presumably, asked a girl out. They start texting and he says, well, it's really hot out. Maybe we can grab some ice cream. And she says, oh, that's the bare minimum. Ice cream on a first date? You don't deserve me, baby. No, we don't need to talk anymore. The person just is like, okay, that's fine. We're done here.
1: Man, listen, we in a time where nobody <laughs> thinks of anything nice and just cute and simple no more. Everybody right. just want to go big and outdo the other person. Like, an ice cream date sounds fun. You right. know what I'm saying? And it, it, first thought. of all, who going to ask you to go on an ice cream date? This got to be a different type of dude. Right. Like I ain't also, never been on no ice
0: cream date. <laughs> I've been on some, but they've never just been. I, like, I always know it's like, oh, we're going to get ice cream. We'll walk around. Maybe go to a farmer's market. You know, but it's, I'm never just like, oh, you must be broke. Like, oh, like, and people, when I said I was okay with the ice cream date, Twitter came for me. They said, I'm a low value woman. My standards are on the floor. I accept the bare minimum.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, why everybody got to, why does that have to all align with financials? Right. And ice cream can be expensive. Okay. But but it's also, he ain't just say that. He was like, let's be gone. This is where we going to start. Yeah, this is where we start. It's hot. Let's
0: grab an ice cream and then do stuff. And so Twitter has been for like at least five days debating over this. It's what should a first date be? Personally, I think a first date should be bare minimum. I think, you know, there's no reason for me to put two hours into getting ready for someone. I don't know. You know, let's just get a coffee, see if we actually like each other. I agree. You agree. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Well, I think ice, like you said, coffee, like I think ice cream is the equivalent to a cup of coffee, but instead of getting something hot in this heat, let's go get something cool cool in this heat. Yeah. I just think people just, you know what? Did it say how old a girl was a I
0: think, I believe they were 24 and 26, somewhere around that age. Well, that like goes mid-20s. to show you that, you know, I,
1: you know what? I can't even say it because uh, I think a 38 year old woman would just as well, just as much as said that, pending on value and standards or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I hate today's day and age where it's just like, why does everything have to start so grand? Right. What are we gonna do besides ice cream? What I'm gonna take you on a goddamn helicopter for the first date? <laughs> that's what the what hell they are we want. gonna do for the second date?
0: See, yeah. And then people were like, oh, well, look at this. People were like giving examples of like extravagant first dates, and someone was like, Oh, look at this thread. This guy said that he like flew his this girl out to Colombia for their first date. He had never even met her before, but he bought her a plane ticket. And then it came out that he murdered her like seven months later. Uh, before you like, said that,
1: I was thinking, yeah, that's called stupid first dates.
0: See? <laughs> See, I'm like, that's what happens. These men who spend a ton of money on you and then they're like, oh, well, I bought you. Like, I get to have sex with you. I get to do this. And that's how you end up... See, they kill you. They're crazy. If a man is spending, like, taking you to Nobu and helicopterized on the first date, that's a red flag, honestly, for me.
1: And honestly, she should have went on an ice cream date. She could have showed him what that tongue do. Let me lick see, this cone show you what the, that
0: tongue do. Get a little sexy with it. See, let me let's... lick this cone and show you what the tongue do. <laughs> eh. See, and so... I do want to ask some yeah, – look, my dating life is a mess, too. I, I could use your guidance, your brilliance here. And this ice girl. cream catastrophe, it, it brought up some some triggering memories for me. I dated a guy who, like – I got sick one time. I had a sore throat. He was like, is there anything I can bring you? Anything you need, girl? And I was like, oh, my gosh, he must really care about me. Like, men don't do that. Like, you know, like Newt Gingrich, his wife got cancer. And he was like, bye, bitch, I'm out. Like, that's not my problem. (laughs) So I had a little sore throat. And this man is like, can I get you something? And I played it sexy. I was like, all I want is some vanilla ice cream, you know, because I was thinking, let let me show you what my tongue do with it. You know, just vanilla ice cream, sexy. You know, I wanted to be like, I want five bags of Cheetos and some Dr. Pepper. But (laughs) I I played it sexy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what he said to me, and this was a grown man, a 40-year-old man with a job. What he said to me was, I don't have ice cream money.
1: Well, in that case, my thought is going immediately to, well, how the hell you was going to get me some Theraflu? Because well, Right? Why <laughs> did was you ask? Me? How was you going to get me? Look, because when I'm sick, I need Theraflu. I need Sprite. I need orange juice, I need Elk Rub. I need Vicks. Yep. I, I mean, that that that's going to cost you about a good $37. So if 37 you got- yeah three dollars and 75 cents that's a big problem right i'm not asking for jenny's i'm not asking for expensive ice cream i'm
0: asking you could just get the cvs store brand vanilla i don't care but he said i don't have ice cream money and i was immediately like we need to end this relationship you don't care about me you we are done here and my friends were like that's harsh no like maybe he was having money issues no okay i've had ice cream money since i was 12 years old like that's it's not expensive
1: nah they ain't nothing but man i could go through my couch right now and find money for the ice cream right uh, for ice right cream move cone. i'm not worth moving a couch cushion <laughs> for an ice cream cone sir
0: i, I promise you i got about three dollars in the
1: sofa.
0: punky what would you have done would you end
1: things i mean how you do know, you work through i would have i i think i would have ended it just based off the simple fact that you a grown man you're in your 40s because what are we doing at this point? You know, when I was when I was married, my wife did something very particular to me one day, and it made me so mad. I was at a party on this side of town. She was at a party on that side of town, and she hit me up and she was like, Can you Uber me home? I said Why? She said, because I don't have money for Uber. So in my <laughs> mind, you went somewhere knowing you ain't have the money to get back. And what how and how and what grown woman does that?
0: Okay, I've done that. <laughs> what? Well, how old were you, Dad? I'm to, I mean, I'm 32, and I did that literally last week. I went to a party, and I was like, you know what? I'll meet somebody who will give me a ride home. I can, like, find somebody to hop in a car with. But if you
1: wanted to, you could have Uber. Uh, yes. It was, like, okay. one of those,
0: like, if I okay. need to, I can dip into the savings and get an Uber. But, yes. like, she it had, was one of had, those.
1: There was no savings. She had none of that. I'm just like, we're not... You know, I think I just think sometimes when a relationship is. I hate the I hate the fact that finances can play a big part in it, but unfortunately it does, because yeah. the person that has the most money is probably doing the most. And that can get a lot stressful because that means that that person can't fail because if this person fail, they have no room to make mistakes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If That person make make a mistake. Then it's over for everybody. So I think it's very. I see why famous people date famous people. I see why people (laughs) that have money date people who have money. I yeah. just understand it because it, it can get a little hectic when you' not rich and maybe you're making like a hundred thousand, which once you cut the taxes, is really like sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. You might as well yeah. work at a grocery store. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because once <laughs> once they cut the taxes at the grocery store, you still probably at fifty five.
0: Yeah. And at least that way you qualify for like medical and stuff. I mean, like you get you're getting a good tax bracket versus the hundred k yes. where now you yes. are kind of screwed over. And
1: you don't so. qualify for first time home buyers. Yep.
0: Don't get first time home buyers. <laughs> like it's it's kind
1: of a mess actually if you hit that hundred yes. k. It's, it's not it's, enough <laughs> it's really weird to just be in that type of predicament with somebody who makes half the, that you make it it's just it's a complicated financial situation i'm sorry to take it this fall with some ice cream but yeah if it's ice, ice cream <laughs> i mean that's just the start if
0: you tell me you don't have ice cream money for me down the road who knows where that goes that's like i don't have toilet paper money for you i keep it my I keep my own in my room like that's not a basis for a good relationship
1: yeah and if you can't take care of me when I'm down you can't take care of me when I'm up we out when
0: I'm so yeah so thank you for saying I was right to leave that broke bump (laughs) did you break up with
1: him like the day of or or a couple days after
0: (laughs) a couple days after I like gave it some time and I was just like via text like I just don't think this is really gonna work blah 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 And then we had gone to, like, the movies, I think the weekend before, and, like, bought separate tickets because he was truly like, I don't have enough to buy your ticket. But then he did have enough to, like, get a popcorn that he was like, let's split. And the day I ended it, he sent me a Venmo request for half the cost of a medium popcorn from the movies.
1: Who are these guys that's doing that? Like, is this out of petty or bitterness? Right. Because I want to know. Because I... Listen, I'm gay, but I have such an old school, traditional mentality of the way I operate in relationships. Like, we all, you know, a lot of people don't do this no more, but I'm strictly gender roles. I take care of things. I'm the more dominant one. I take out the trash. I'm the lawn. I pay the bills. I make sure things, chivalry is all up over here. Yeah. So I'm not going to be asking my lady for no money. I'm not. <laughs> and if I ain't got it, I'm going to go hustle and get it. It's not about get it be, Right. Right.
0: It's not about to be, oh, well, I didn't have the full $7 to cover that popcorn, so let me get this back. And I'd like that you brought up that it can be difficult to date someone who is in a different, you know, financial bracket, who's doing differently. Because I think that's another big just celebrity dating issue we've seen come up with Halle Bailey and DDG. Her failed... This is not my words, but what they call him on on all the, you know, the shade room. Her failed rapper boyfriend, who is Twitch famous, put out a new song that was like, you know, girl, I get insecure seeing you on set with another man. And basically just described what acting is. Like, he was like, I get mad seeing you hold hands with him on the set of The Little Mermaid. And it's like, well, are you aware of the story and that she's playing a character you know. Yes.
1: So, okay, that I'm split with that, too, because that, what he did is kind of in form of being a true artist. Just <laughs> yeah. describing how you feel, using your emotions, being vulnerable, because I'm pretty sure yeah. he does feel like that, because even in acting, it could get a little like,
0: yeah, just meant something. And like, and, they like, and they, like they, a, yeah, and they were holding hands on the red carpet, they like, were. outside, and people were making whole TikToks being like, she needs to leave DDG for this yes. guy. Yes. So, Ooh, I mean they it, are
1: cute together. Yes,
0: they are really cute. I'm they not going to
1: lie. But also on the other side of, I think it's getting really ridiculous with the lack of privacy people have in their relationships. Yeah. You know, like my girl tells me all the she My girl, like the current woman I'm seeing right now, she's always saying like these little slide remarks of... I ain't never gonna post nobody if they don't post me. And I'm like, are you talking to me? Are you speaking directly to me? It seems like because that's a message. You, you're talking out loud. I feel like yeah. you're trying to tell me something because I feel like... I don't need you posting me on nothing. I don't because I don't care. I don't care. Do Same. first of all, don't post me. Number yeah, one, yeah, don't post me. I don't need that. Like, do you, if you post me, you know
0: what's gonna happen? You're gonna get haters. You're gonna get people bothering you because they don't like some joke I told five years ago. Okay, you it's just gonna be a mess.
1: So she, she trying to give me a message that I don't post to her. I'm like, girl, you was in my story a couple of times. You don't need to be on the main page.
0: (laughs) Do they want the main and the tag? Is it like not just the main, but you got to tag me. I want the
1: Women Crush Wednesday. Like I'm trying to. You know, it's just all about the thing of who's ever into the social media. You know, like I'm not really into the subliminals of me. Like, I don't care. So it's just like, she just needs, she's very involved with social media. She's, you know, got, I got my thong on and I'm hot and these niggas is thirsty and all this stuff. And I'm not like that. I don't even post my job stuff people gotta force me to post it I'm like punky you're in contract you have to post this i'm like yeah <laughs> they'll be like actually
0: please you have you <laughs> got to promote this podcast this show like could you please make a post and i'm just like like i'll do like those dumps like what they do now the kids like call them photo dumps where i'm just right. like here's a bunch of people i've been hanging out with and it's like you connect the dots <laughs> like <laughs>
1: i'm getting better at yeah. posting. like so st- i started posting for real for real like Thursday.
0: Yeah. And I mean, in your longer relationship, was that an issue? Was it, you know, as you were like getting bigger and I mean, your 20 year relationship and marriage, was it like, well, I already know you from before all the fame hit? Or was it like, well, why are you like famous now? You're not opposed to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so I started doing something with my life after the divorce. Ah. So that goes to show you people, let go of that toxic stuff. Things start happening and turning out real good for you once you let yes. go of that dead weight. I love that. Yes. Go of the dead weight. Forget them kids. Forget them dogs. (laughs) Forget them in laws. Listen, if it ain't sitting right in your soul when you go to sleep at night, you losing rest. Absolutely not. Go get out of Mm it. Forget that childhood. Forget that first love. I don't care. It got down to the point I couldn't sleep at night. I'm crying in my I'm crying to myself to sleep cuz I know I'm not supposed to be here. But I stayed anyway. No, get out of it. Don't do it, people. Yeah. Don't do it. But her and I we were high school sweethearts. Aww. So before I even thought about like Really, because I was just messing around doing comedy. I was serious about it, but I didn't think it would go past the stage. If you want me to yeah. be honest with you, so we would post stuff together. I would do a lot of jokes, um, to uh, of like, like I had a viral video because I was talking about a lot of gay stuff and what it was like being with a woman in a relationship. So I, I showed her a lot. Yeah. But as far as like anything past that, because I was trying to make like a reality series with me and her and. I'm just
0: happy we didn't do that. Oh, yeah. Imagine a beautiful afternoon. The sun is shining and you get to enjoy it all because you just sat down on your John Deere mower. The smooth ride lets you escape into your yard. Intuitive controls make you feel like you're one with the machine. And with attachments for every season, you can enjoy it all year long. We could keep trying to put you in the moment, but to really understand what it's like to drive a John Deere mower, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at JohnDeere.com get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com/pod50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership
1: now. That's rosettastone.com/pod50 for 50% off.
0: So what made you want to do this podcast is it to to help all these kids to make them realize like you know I love that you got divorced later I also had a high school sweetheart that I almost married when I was like he proposed when I was 19 we almost got married at like 22 and it was the same thing I was just like this something isn't right about this like I'm a different person I've changed I've grown mm-hmm. and like stepping out into that new world of being single after like being with one person for so long
1: I was just like, what, what is happening out here? Like, yeah. what, what is going on? Yeah, and then you get buck wild. Because when we separated, before I got into this other relationship, I was <laughs> single for like two years, just out here, popping it everywhere. Yeah. I was in every state, just acting a plum fool. Were you I on the dating the apps? Were you on oh, the no, apps? no, 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 no <laughs> dating apps. No dating apps. I was just meeting people. And I was always scared to do date naps because I'm like, that could always come back on you. Yeah. Screenshot. Never know what's going on with date naps. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm afraid of date naps. So I don't do them. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I get people who message me and they're like, oh, my God, I recognize you from this. I'm such a fan. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, this is too creepy. Like, I don't no. Like, I don't like to go out with people. Like, one person messaged me. They're like, I've listened to every single episode of your podcast. I feel like I know you and I'm ready to go out. And I was like, you should never say this to someone. <laughs>
1: No, stop listening stop yeah i don't Keep keep the subscription and the downloads but don't put your ears to the headphones right
0: like just you don't need to say to me and now you're probably listening and hearing this that's why i didn't reply to your message
1: but i was just like that's
0: that's too much like i don't need like where's the fun in getting to know each other if you're like i already have listened to every single thing i've seen every single thing about you like no that and also i feel like there's that you know what you present as a comic on social media channels to sell tickets and to have a brand is very different yes. from like who you are as a person. You know, I get on stage, I tell jokes about how dating is awful and all the awful people I've dated, but I'm in a steady, wonderful relationship right now. You know, it's like also, both sides So ice of it. cream is gone and you... Oh, ice cream's gone. Ice cream is gone. Although the person I'm in a relationship with now, our first date was ice cream. Um, so Twitter told me, you know, he's a bum. I'm a low value woman. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have accepted this. Also, on that first day, I did pay for my own ice cream. I did. But oh. that was that was on me. Because when I walked up to the ice cream place, he was sitting outside playing an electric bass, like with no amp, just like playing it outside. <laughs> And I just thought that was so weird. I was like, I'm not going to like this guy. I was like, I'm going to buy my own ice cream. I don't want any attachments here. I'm just going to. I went in after him. I didn't even talk to him. I just went in myself, got my ice
1: cream, went back out and sat with him and was like, oh, don't worry. Like, this will be quick, probably. And that, you know what? I want to let everybody know what you said is so true because everything you think is going to be like weird and no, turns out to be something so cool. So cool
0: and wonderful. And yes. like now it's been like seven months and, you know, he does my dishes and cooks me like lunch and dinner every day. And I'm like, yes. okay, maybe it was worth buying my own ice cream for that one date. Well,
1: you should go and talk to Twitter about that. How's that for little value? Oh, no. Bitch? Oh, no. Yes.
0: Twitter, Twitter will, if I even mention that I pay for that ice cream myself, Twitter will come for me. They'll be
1: like, see, I knew it. You broke, bitch. <laughs> like, but but that's the thing. Like, people, it, you know what? I just think it. The term it, it's all about what people determine as valuable. You know, if you're one of those types of females or men that the value to you is money, then if y'all doing something and it has no value on on a dollar, then of course it's just gonna be low value, yeah. low standard. And low standard, But if you have other things that you value, like I value a good woman that can, if like. If, if you in the house and you cooking and you keep the house clean, I ain't saying like squeaky clean because we all have our trifling moments. Yeah, you know. But if your house clean, you keep it together. I value that more than I, I value, value that one. more than, yeah. I value you that every saying? time, yeah.
0: He comes over, he takes my trash out every single time. Like, I, I value yeah. that because I don't want to do it. Yeah,
1: I value a good, warm woman, of a, a, a good, loyal woman. I value a family woman yeah you know, you know these things they have no face no no financial face value to it yeah like you're
0: not gonna figure that out at a 10 course meal first day no, where you're spending no. tons of money like no how's the effort put someone puts in you see over yeah. time
1: and your interest becomes of something else like oh you doing this okay great well let me even if they're not on your level like, let me increase You know, my standards since you done took me on a helicopter ride on this 10 course meal when you, when when you, when you probably yourself ain't even worth all of that shit. Right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's just just all this dating stuff is weird. I'm so happy to be off the streets. Yeah. I'm not, I can't be outside.
0: It's bad out here. Let me, I'm going to give one more dating dating story from my life that I could use your advice on. Uh, And then then we're going to talk about, you know, your podcast. We're going to talk about how the strike's been impacting you. But let's... Because this, this one is one of the... I tell my friends this story and they're shocked by it. They are just like, actually, no. Like, how? What? <laughs> but I, I matched with someone. We were talking. We texted for like two weeks. You know, I like to really make sure someone's not a creep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet up at a bar. We have a good time. He was an opera singer. Uh, there was like one red flag. He said that he lived in a studio apartment with his mom. But you know what? Times are tough. So I was just <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, you know, good on you. You take care of your mom. I'm going to look at the positive there. And okay, but obviously after this date, we're going back to my place because we can't go to your place. And we go back to my place. We start kissing, you know, having a good time. And he stops and is like, hey, can I ask you you a question? I want to see if you're cool with one of my kinks. And I'm like, that's a lot for a first date, but okay." I was like, sure, this must be an important kink for you. Uh, and he says that he wants to take one of my frying pans, uh, heat it up on the stove, and come in it. And that's his kink. He likes to come over a hot stove into a pan. Um, and he like, and I'm, he's like telling me all the logistics. He's like, it has to be cast iron first of all. Um, if you have a step stool, that's preferable. But I can stand on a chair. Uh, but you know, the big part of it is feeling the heat on my balls and stuff. Uh, and that's what I'm into. Would you be cool with that? And I, of course, am just like, no. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. Uh, I have the one cast iron like pan I have is from my grandmother. And I'm not, that's well-seasoned from just you know, months, years of use. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm asking, I'm making jokes. I'm just like, wait, how is this your kink? And you live in a studio with your mother. How do you find <laughs> that out about yourself? Like, are you just waiting for her to leave the house? Are you coming in your mom's pants? And then he's just like, yo, th- I don't think we're going to work. <laughs> Like he rejected me because I wasn't down with him wanting to come in my frying pan.
1: Okay. Okay. Listen. Okay. listen. All right. This is how I feel about that. Now let me take my time and process all of this. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Correctly. Right. So (sighs) that's a lot for the first date. Number one. Um, I do understand that people have one night stands. I do understand that people get into these crazy deep talks on first dates, I get that. But seemingly, seeming that that is one thing that is not the most normal thing, I think that could wait it. Right. Because I think that can scare anybody away. It's like, that, who, let's, yeah. let's get to know each other first. These are my pots.
0: Yeah. Let me I cook, cook you a meal. Yeah, I cook in them. Let me... Like, let me cook a meal for you. Let's get to know each other. How many people are saying yes to this, though, on a first date that he was like, you know what? I don't need to continue on.
1: Obviously, nobody. He's in a (laughs) studio apartment with his mom. She probably the only one saying yes. That is the true (laughs) definition of unconditional love. She probably be like, it's it's time to come in your pot, Brian. Like, come on, I,
0: come in your pot. I was just praying that it's one of those studios where they have like sheets hanging or dividers or something. But like, I, he's like, oh, I stand on a, ch-
1: a wooden chair, get right. Like you, your mom is going to know. Like, what is the... <laughs> you know, I think in certain instances, like he will find a one for him that likes that. Exactly. But also it's like, like, I'm going to say this, right? So I watch this show called Grey's Anatomy. I watch it all the time.
0: I love Grey's Anatomy i me obsessed with it.
1: Oh, me too. I, I know the episodes in and out. Yes. And they have this one episode where the ho- this guy who loves to stick his penis in the beehive. Yes. And that's one of his kinks.
0: That's his kink. I remember so this.
1: He's, he's in the hospital. He, he gets his, his penis stung by a bee. The doctors are like, why do you do this? Why do you do this? <laughs> his wife comes in and he's unconscious. Of course, he's healing and the doctors are asking the wife, Like, uh, why does, are you okay with being with him? Like, why does he do that? He sticks his penis in beehives. beehives. And the wife is like, yes, but he does so many other great things. (laughs) He takes care of me. He's loyal to me. He's a great husband. He's a great, like, it's that one thing that he does. It's the one
0: thing. Maybe that could have been my one person. He would have taken care of me, paid my rent, my bills. And his one thing is that he would have been coming in my cast iron frying pan,
1: and on that, and, and, and then that, in that, now it goes into tolerance. How much can you tolerate? How, yeah, what is the scale of tolerance? And you come, you cut tolerance, and you come in, in my pot to you. Right just having all these other good qualities about you. Where does does the scale fall?
0: Is that an automatic no for you? (laughs) For you, come in the frying pan, no, leave my house.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? I uh, hope no one minds me saying this, but I have to, I I boil my penises in pots. Okay, yeah. You can get now, if that's the case, you can get him his own special cummy cast iron pot. That's
0: kind no. of what I thought. If I had a if he came with his own pot, I wouldn't have minded. If he what? had his own tools, I would have been like, "Fine." It was the insistence on ruining my pottery my my pots
1: Understand.
0: on the first date. But if he had been like, "Hold up a second, let me pull out this like little travel cast iron," I would have been like, "Okay, this is thoughtful." <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I hope I hope he hears this advice and he like fixes his game a little bit. <laughs> You know what? I
1: also think about how he feels, how he has this thing who probably no one thinks is normal. But yeah. he, he's probably like, you know, what? let me just get it out and get it over with. I don't want you to think I'm a fraud in the next six months if I bust this out on you. Yeah. if I, And
0: we're deep in it. I've met your friends and your family. And now all of a sudden you have to come to terms with the fact that I like to come in a frying pan.
1: So, yeah. So I, I try to think about it on his level, too, because it's not a normal thing for people, but it is yeah. normal
0: to him. And as far as it goes, it's fairly harmless. Like, it's not like those weirdos who like to come in people's food. It's, you know, at least. There you go. Yeah, you're cleaning the pot after, I guess. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I would tell you, you you missed out on a good one, but he lives with his mother uh, yeah. in a studio apartment, yeah. so I can't see that.
0: So, again, I feel like I dodged another bullet there, but it's so <laughs> yeah. hard out in these streets that even the people... It is who come... hard out in these streets. Yeah.
1: I'm not, I'm not judging him for living with his mom, but no, just yeah. think about the inconvenience that would have caused. The
0: inconvenience, but it's like, it's so hard out here. Even the people who live with their mom and are coming in frying pans, like, feel like they can reject people <laughs> like the yeah. fact that that i didn't get the chance to be like this isn't gonna work for me but he was like listen up girly we're done here that's what i was yeah. like really okay yeah okay he sure was, he,
1: he respects himself enough yeah <laughs> So know when he's not appreciated when he's right? not
0: appreciated so he, w- he was done so i gotta i gotta respect that people know their worth out here even if sometimes maybe they need to take a step back and look <laughs> that is why you should listen to love thing It is on SiriusXM. You can listen to it on Laugh Out Loud Radio. It's available to SiriusXM subscribers nationwide in their cars, Channel 96, and it's also on the SXM app, like you've already changed my life with this advice so y'all listen to this podcast i know it's going to be hilarious
1: (laughs) look y'all we be having buku fun we do some acting on the love thing podcast we have different types of segments we want to keep it light we don't want to get too too deep into i mean we do have segments where it's vulnerable and it's serious and it's nice but we also make sure we have other segments to balance it out so we can keep it light and fun yeah you know what i'm saying so we just try to mix it up trying to do a little something different so y'all give it a listen let us know if you like it.
0: Yes. And you know, it's wonderful you have this podcast, obviously, right now, you know, as comedians who also act uh, with the strike, uh, which obviously we, we support so much. It has become difficult. You know, we can't be in the shows we love. We can't promote them. Uh, but it is wonderful when you can go on tour, when you can do a podcast. How has that been for you? Are you, you know, prepping dates? Are you,
1: you know, getting out there on the picket lines? The crazy thing is I haven't, been able to really be at the picket lines because i'm i'm constantly on a go right now um i am out of new york city from tuesday to friday i'm only here on a monday yeah then on monday we do the podcast but i'm on tour um whoever listening y'all y'all hit my bios up on everything p-u-n-k-i-e johnson on everything hit my bios and i'm in every city we're going to indiana this weekend we're going to detroit next weekend canada uh california texas we going we we out here oh yeah are you gonna be a uh, montreal no no, no we're going to toronto actually ah. so the weekend that everyone's gonna be in montreal i'm gonna be in detroit okay
0: i love detroit that's where my family's from yes. so i know i got yes. detroit listeners go get your tickets yeah you know
1: detroit I- come through because i'm working on my special it's my first oh, special yes. i ain't gonna lie i'm kind of frustrated because it's something that i'm missing and i can't I just can't find it, but the only thing I can do is keep coming out and keep allowing the people to help me. The people are helping. Yeah, me. Let that's me know how it's you find. Yeah, not funny. They help uh, me yeah. find the groove. You know, so. that's how you
0: find those bits. I mean, I had just recorded my first album uh, last month, and I had jokes on there that I had written like five years ago that I was just like, it's just not ready. It's not ready, and you just keep performing it in front of people until you're like, oh, oh my, I got it. You know, right. or I was like, I can't find the bit to like connect this joke and this joke. And then a year ago, I happened to date a flat earther. Um, I maybe the problem is I have horrible taste in who I choose to
1: date. Maybe. You have the best, you need a podcast called My Dating Stories. Honestly, you have dating stories forever. I mean, the stuff, I mean, you're not making this up. I can tell. No, it's very real.
0: And I, I did. Yes, I dated a flat earther for a good six months, but he was very hot. And I think that, like, that's what I need people to understand is that he was a very attractive person. <laughs> but you know, I got a lot of jokes from him. He also didn't believe Canada was real. He didn't believe that global warming was real. He didn't believe in the California water crisis because he said the ocean is right there. And that's kind of a good point. I
1: was like, maybe we should get the governor (laughs) on the phone. So you was dating a a conspiracy theorist, nine conspiracy. He sounded conspiric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some stuff he was like, oh, why? And Some stuff he was like, nah. Yeah. He
0: straight up was just like, Canada's a government psyop campaign. Everyone is a reptilian. Like, truly. So he was conspirish. He was conspirit. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like, you know. He got all
0: word. Yeah, but it was, like, in a cutish kind of way. But, <laughs> like, finding that relationship helped me find, like, the jokes to connect some yes, other dating yes. things. And it's, like, you know, the life experiences build. So I love that you're working on a special. Like, I'm telling yes. you, as a SAG person who also does stand-up, stand-up is, like, what we have to rely on right now. Like, buy tickets to our shows. We are not Please. out here, like, you know, yes. getting our acting paychecks. So that is one way you can help. Uh, where
1: else can people follow you? Uh, Follow me at Punky Johnson on all platforms. P-U-N-K-I-E, everybody. And tune into the Love Thing podcast. They got one segment that I love that everyone keeps hitting me up in my DMs about that I have to just keep bringing back. It's called Thoughtress Thoughts. It's where (laughs) women that sleep with multiple men Hit me up and they give me all of their thought stories. They will I will never reveal to people who they are. But oh my it's gosh. all of my lady pimps who got multiple men and they got the men wrapped around their fingers. Oh my gosh. Okay. The things I, that they do is um, it, one, one I want to hear stories, oh, this. One of the last stories I got, this chick DM'd me. She was like, I got a story for you. I'm like, ooh, give it to me. She said, Yeah, girl, I let the maintenance man smash on my, um, not the coffee table, on her uh, dining room table. I say, what? You hit the, mu- the maintenance the man? The maintenance man? She say, yeah, girl. He yeah. was looking good that day. And I just got it. She's like, it was like a movie. I just bent over and took it from the maintenance man. I was like, who, like, wh- where did, who comes? Oh, my like, gosh. She said it was so good and it was so hot. And I just felt like being filthy that day. And he was just there. I'm like, what? How did <laughs> I, like like? They got men out there that just be minding their business. Minding their business lucky. and getting
0: lucky. Like, I mean, I guess I have a friend who slept with her DoorDash delivery person one time. So, Ooh,
1: I how does that?
0: Right? And I'm just like, I mean, I've had times where I'm like, okay, I'm ordering a bunch of margaritas and some tacos and if the person who delivered it was fine, I'd be like, you want to stay? But it's never happened for me. I've never been that lucky. <laughs> So I'm like, how are you scouting that out? Are you like looking at the thing, like little when they assign the driver?
1: Like. I, I can't lie, it sounds so hot, you know. Like every right. story is like that, that I sit up there and I'd be like, man, if I was a a, 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 a heterosexual feminine woman, <laughs> I would I would probably do stuff like that, right? I would yeah,
0: like I'd be kind of interested in like trying to tempt the the maintenance man. I am oh my, I love this. It I love those kind so of stories. Fun. <laughs> like, women should be thought,
1: celebrate it. And if you have some stories you need to hit punky up, DM with those stories. Please. Yo, if you're single, you do whatever you want. Forget what everybody's talking about. You pop it how you want to pop it. Your exactly. Body. Go handle it. Go handle it.
0: Exactly. Like, that's, you know, I, women get a lot of shit for it. People want to tell us how, you know, you got too many bodies, blah, blah, blah. Men won't respect you. Does not matter. These men are out here having sex with anything and everything. Okay? <laughs> and given women... VB, right? Okay, right. It's terrifying. Okay, a BV,
1: BV, whatever I was talking about. Yeah,
0: these men are coming in beehives and f- like frying pans, pots. and then they're yeah pots, and then they're coming home to you. And so no, go do your business, <laughs> have a good time. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for joining me Uh, and also listeners, you know, as I said, uh, we are both in the guilds. We are both like striking. So please donate to Hollywood crew members in need at the Entertainment Community Fund. Uh, If you want to support us. Uh, watch the shows still that we can't talk about, but you know how to Google somebody's name and look at IMDb and see what shows Mm -hmm. you might want to watch to support them. You know, we still want those viewing numbers, but please donate to help those of us who, you know, aren't working, especially the crew members, uh, makeup artists, all those people are able to be helped from this fund. So as you know, every week we're asking you to donate, keep supporting all of us on strike. Uh, So
1: thank you so, so much. Huggy, is there anything else? Yo, man. I just appreciate the audience. I appreciate the listeners. I appreciate it takes one fan. Even if I get one fan out of this, I appreciate you. And I appreciate your platform for me to be here. So thank you very much.
0: Oh my gosh, thank you. This was so fun. You have really helped my dating life right now. And I, I think a lot of listeners out there are going to be helped with this. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode.
1: I say with Ashley Ray, another episode.
0: TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Sani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends, share with your golden girls, tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon.